Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, I'm Sarah. And I'm Toby. And this is the Whispering Woods Extra. This episode is all about... More Manchester... Manchester stories. <laughs> Mount Shasta. Mount Chaster. <laughs> You'll get there one day. Okay, so I've got two stories to share. The first one isn't necessarily paranormal... But it is really kind of unsettling and spooky, and I just want to—I just want to read it. I just want to tell it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Are you ready for the first story? Yes, I am. This story occurred in the summer of two thousand and eight. I grew up in Oregon and was acquainted with the outdoors at an early age. My favourite hobby came to be hiking, particularly in areas that are either very dangerous or isolated. The health benefits of hiking were secondary to the thrills of walking the edges of exposed cliffs, being in cougar and bear territory and knowing that it was far from help. Into the Wild was released in the fall of 2007 and I immediately fell in love. Being a high school senior, I felt imprisoned in my parents' house. A teenager with wild eyes, the movie spoke to my sense of adventure. It inspired me to hike the Californian portion of the Pacific Crest Trail, PCT, upon graduation. For the uninitiated, the PCT is a 2,700 north-south trail from the border of Mexico to that of Canada. It traverses deserts, forests and mountains, It ranges from sea level to 13,000 feet elevation. 
The reason I tell you this is because needless to say, some parts of the trail are more remote than anything you can imagine. You aren't hiking outside of LA and San Francisco here. You're hiking through hundreds of miles of untamed wilderness in what is essentially the Wild West. I made it from the Mexican border without much incident. I happened upon rattlesnakes and black bears, experienced legitimate dehydration, but nothing happened that made me fear for my life. Somewhere in the Lassen National Forest in northeastern California, I walked around a bend in the trail, only to be startled by two people sitting on a rock dressed in nearly all white. Their faces were dirty, their appearance dishevelled, and the man had a long, unkempt beard. Both seemed to be in their forties. They looked like the couple who kidnapped Elizabeth Smart. What struck me as odd about the encounter was encountering anybody at all. I frequently went days without seeing a single human being on the PCT. Their white clothes could be explained away by the need to escape the California summer sun. Their scruffy appearance appeared to be explained away by the fact that most thru-hikers abandon personal hygiene on the trail. After I said hello, they said nothing and simply watched me as I passed. Even that I didn't find odd. I chalked it up to them being foreign and not knowing what to say. I camped a few hundred yards off the trail that night, as I always did. Following bear precautions, I hung the leftover food I'd cooked that night from a tree, approximately five feet off the ground. Packing up camp in the morning, I noticed the food wasn't there. I immediately thought a bear had entered my campsite and so I began to look for paw prints. I didn't find paw prints, but I did find boot prints circling the campsite. Two pairs of them. One of those prints led right up to the rope from which the food was hanging. I thought of the couple I'd passed earlier and everything clicked. I quickly packed up and left. My mind was racing the entire day, but I figured the couple was simply hungry. If they had nefarious intentions, they would have come for more than food. Several days passed and my mind was at ease again. I'd begun to circle my campsite with sticks to wake me in the event of an intruder, animal or otherwise. I woke in my tent one night to the sound of those sticks crunching. I grabbed my hunting knife. I tried to relax by telling myself that in the middle of nowhere, the source of that noise is much more likely an animal than a person. Then I heard frantic whispering. It was impossible to tell which direction the voices were coming from. Being in the dark, surrounded by trees, a hundred miles from the nearest city, plays tricks on your senses. I debated yelling out, claiming to have a gun, but instead decided to be silent and retain the benefit of surprise. I heard footsteps circling my tent and was ready to slash at whatever opened it. But just like that, it was over. No more footsteps, no more whispering. I lied frozen awake in my tent until sunrise and opened my tent to find nobody there. The only evidence something had actually happened were the boot prints, the same as before. Several more days passed and I was now in Shasta National Forest, probably 50 to 70 miles from where I first encountered the couple. The trail became more or less a goat trail, 
being on the side of a mountain and above the tree line, I could see the trail winding for miles in front of me and behind me. I stopped for water in the rare shade and noticed two hikers miles behind me. All I could see were two white dots moving along the mountainside. I immediately said out loud, Sod this, this trip is over. I pulled out my map and looked for the nearest town, which appeared to be Castella, located off Instate 5. The only problem was that it was 25 miles away. I hiked well into the night, trying to gain as much ground as possible. I kept losing the trail and decided to set up camp, this time far off the trail and into the forest. I got in my tent and tried to sleep, but every little noise kept me awake. After a few hours in my tent, I heard the telltale signs of another bad night. The footsteps, the whispering, the sticks breaking. Sound travels far in the absence of other sound. I knew they were close, but wasn't sure how close. All I could think was, this is messed up, this is so messed up, god damn it. Finally, a flashlight hits my tent, lights up the entire thing and goes dark. I unzipped my tent and climbed out carrying my knife, yelling nonsense into the dark. It was sort of like that cliché scene in movies where people in the wilderness hear sticks breaking around them and the camera pans around the trees because the people have no idea which direction the sound is coming from. Then I heard footsteps running towards the tent and barely made out a figure moving in my peripheral vision. I turned and ran deep into the forest. I tripped several times and ran into several trees. After running for approximately five minutes, I tripped, rolled and came to rest next to a down tree. I got under the tree trunk and laid still. I saw the flashlight moving around in the distance. I laid under that tree for hours. I was certain they were gone, but I didn't move. Eventually birds started chirping and I knew sunrise would come soon. Once it did, I made my way back to the trail abandoned my campsite and walked the rest of the distance to Castella, where the PCT crosses Interstate 5. I hitchhiked my way to the town of Mount Shasta and spoke with the police and the Forest Service. They put me up in a motel for the night and my parents drove from Oregon to pick me up the next day. I followed up with the police and Forest Service months later who told me there had been similar reports of items disappearing from campsites throughout the surrounding national forests. However, there had been no reports of the terrorising that I experienced. As far as I know, nothing ever came of the couple. I reckon it's a cult or something. Sounds like it. I don't I don't know what it is, but like you're so vulnerable when you camp out because all you've got is that piece of nylon against you and the rest of the world you know and you're sleeping and i don't like that at all i reckon they were gonna sacrifice them or something oh i don't know it could be but because i also read um on the like people's comments that it's happened to loads of you know quite a few people that they've just like i really really don't like that yeah i'd have been packed up and i'd have been gone not that he could have because he was in the middle of nowhere I just don't know what I'd have done. I, pr- I think I'd have climbed up a tree and tried to sleep up there. Or can I take him out when I had the chance? Of course you would. 
<laughs> you'll be creeping up and getting them. <laughs> yeah, we're like, right. Well, I've been thinking, like, if I get rid of them, then I don't have to worry. I have enough time to get out of here. Yeah, and they may never, and their bodies may never be found. Oh, I watch too much true crime. Can't you tell? Yeah. <laughs> um, I also have to say that I love that film as well, Into the Wild. It's one of my most favourite films, and I love the Eddie Vedder, Eddie Vedder soundtrack. It's brilliant. So if anybody hasn't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's not spooky, but it's just like life-affirming. <laughs> right, are you ready for the second story? Now, this one is definitely paranormal. Yes, we are. I'd recently moved to Weed, California, a small town next to the infamous Mount Shasta. Being an avid hiker, I couldn't resist the temptation to explore the mountain during one of my days off. So two days ago, with a clear sky above, I decided the time was right to go on this adventure. Filled with excitement, I drove my car as deep into the forest surrounding the base of the mountain as the dirt road allowed. It was around 3pm, and the serene beauty of the surroundings captivated me as I parked my car and began my hike, heading closer to the towering peak. At first, everything seemed normal. The air was crisp and the sounds of nature kept me company along the trail. Birds chirping, squirrels scurrying about, the fragrance of the wilderness filled my lungs, creating a perfect atmosphere. But then... As I reached a small dried-up river, a sense of unease settled within me. The peculiar thing was the silence. It was unnaturally quiet. No bird songs, no rustling leaves, and even the gentle wind that usually whispered through the trees was absent. I couldn't shake the feeling that I was being watched, not by a single presence, but by multiple eyes observing my every move. As I pushed forward, the overwhelming silence was broken by a haunting sound. A mix of angelic humming and the electric buzz of telephone lines. It was faint, but it echoed through the air, drawing my attention. I turned towards the source, the other side of the dried-up river, where the dense foliage concealed whatever awaited me. And there it was, a figure that defied all rational explanation... It stood like a ghost, its whole body luminous and white against the surrounding darkness. It seemed to wear a flowing robe, but no hands, feet or discernible face were visible. The oval-shaped head held my gaze, as if etching into memory the very essence of my being. I could feel its intense scrutiny as though it sought to know me inside and out. My fear was paralysing, rendering me unable to move. We locked eyes, and time seemed to stretch into eternity, although in reality it was likely just a few seconds. Slowly, I mustered the courage to take a step back, but the figure tilted its head, as if surprised by my response. The strange humming intensified, sending shivers down my spine. As I glanced behind me to ensure a clear path for escape, the ethereal song abruptly ceased. Panic surged within me, and when I turned back to face the figure, it had vanished without a trace. The silence that followed was broken only by the return of natural sounds, but the feeling of being watched from all sides carried on, causing me to stumble as I ran back along the path I'd taken. 
Finally reaching my car, I felt a semblance of safety, but the terror lingered. Animal sounds and the mountain wind filled the air, yet the memory of that encounter haunted my thoughts. It even invaded my dreams, leaving me with more questions than answers. I still struggled to comprehend what I saw, and words failed to describe the inexplicable entity that crossed my path. Needless to say, I have no desire to return to that mountain. This experience shattered my scepticism, leaving me with a newfound awareness of the unknown. It's a reminder that some mysteries are better left untouched, and that the legends surrounding Mount Shasta might be more than mere tales. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Higher being? Angels. Hmm. Something. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was like good or bad. Can I just say that when I was, like, at senior school, so I can't even blame it on being at primary school, being little, when I used to see those breaks in the sky, like, in the clouds, and you see those rays come down, do you know what I mean? Like, the sun, the sun I always used to think that was, like, someone getting taken into heaven when they die or something. Yeah. Well, I used to hear, oh! (laughs) (laughs) And I swear I could hear it as well. I'd say weird. I'm not on a planet of my own, <laughs> I must say. But honestly, I, if I, like, I just remember it really vividly. Walking down school, it was a long old walk for me to get to school. And seeing those rays and going, oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I reckon it's people getting taken into heaven. Oh, that's nice. I always thought that. I was like, someone just died when I see it. Yeah, well, that bit, inevitably someone probably did. Mm. you know but it's nice to have little thoughts like that anyway what keeps us going what keeps me going <laughs> oh! <laughs> well that brings us to the end of this episode I hope you enjoyed and please let us know what you'd like to hear yeah and we will catch up with you again on Monday take care everyone goodbye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.